welcome to my podcast, Soul Expansion and Inspiration. My name is Ali O'Shea and this is episode 12. On this episode, I'd like to give a very warm welcome to Kevin Young, who is an intuitive coach and he has trained with the International Coach Federation um, mod in modalities and ethics and he holds a professional certified coach credential. Welcome, Kevin. Mm, thanks so much, Ellie. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's so lovely to finally meet you because this is our first meeting. <laughs> yeah, so wonderful. Yeah. So you say that your spiritual journey began back in 2006 when you were introduced to the law of attraction through watching the movie The Secret um, with your wife Suzanne, but it didn't really take hold until you had, a, I'd say, very traumatic diagnosis of a brain tumor. And yes. a week after this diagnosis, uh, you came across the teachings of Abraham Hicks. Yay! Perfect alignment as always. Perfect. Yeah, so you have said to me that it was a perfect unfolding for you uh, because it gave you um, a compelling reason to begin looking into the spiritual side of creation. So would you like to talk to the listeners a little bit about sure. that? Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, so like so many of us, we got to uh, be introduced to the law of attraction through the secret. Yeah. And it felt better than not knowing about it, but we, there were pieces missing, as most of us know now who follow Abraham. Sure. But it was an introduction, and I'm, I have an a, um, engineering scientific mindset. I, I moved into my head early in childhood for various reasons. And so uh, it, it was inspiring, but I couldn't really, I couldn't do anything with it. And then in 2008, I got diagnosed with this non-cancerous uh, brain tumor on the right side. It's just behind my ear. It was actually on the, the uh, balance nerve. Right. It was cells kind of growing out of control. And, uh, and I got diagnosed in uh, September of 2008 because my face actually started going numb. It was pressing against the facial nerve. Okay. Uh, there's three nerves back there, the balance, the hearing, and the, and the facial that go into the brain stem. And so that was the symptom. So I <clears throat> went to the doctors and got the diagnosis, got the MRI, and they said, yeah, you got a tumor about that big growing on your, your balance nerve. Wow. And we don't have to, to take it out right now because they're slow growing. It's not cancerous, and sometimes they actually reduce. So we said, okay. You know, I, I was starting to get into a little bit more holistic understanding. I'd followed uh, Wayne Dyer and Tony Robbins for years before that. So I knew intuitively there, was, there could be another solution. Yes. Because the surgery itself would have been, you know, they, they basically open you up and pull that thing out. And then yeah, very leave. traumatic. It is, physically. And then I was going to lose my hearing. Oh, my goodness. Because the nerves have to come out. They, they preserve the facial nerve because that one's critical. But the balance and hearing, I said, I'm, I don't want that. Yeah. So I was held as resistance to that. And so we were uh, going on a belated honeymoon because uh, we had gotten married the year before uh, to Niagara Falls, which is about five hours uh, from here. And so somebody had given my wife an uh, Abraham CD and said, you really got to listen to this. It was just one of the workshops. And so actually we had two CDs. And so we listened all the way up and all the way back just over and over again. And I kept trying to pick it apart. Like this has got to be, this is too, this is too weird for me. the scientific yeah. guy, you know? Like she's in a trance and she's talking for some other consciousness, you know, that was too far for me to reach, but I'm, I'm very highly tuned to individual to energies. And so I, I could feel, okay, with the feeling of the words, 
it, you know, does this feel right? And, and when they repeat something else, oh, it's the same energy. And so I couldn't pick it apart. Mm. It's just, you know, it was fun. It was lightweight. It was never mean. It was never critical. And so that kind of opened the door for the possibilities of Abraham. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I remember the first time, very like you, when I read there, a friend of mine recommended a book, Asking It's Given. And I had, you know, been practicing the law of attraction and the secret and all that. And when I got the book and I opened it up and I started reading it, I knew nothing about them really. And I, I started reading and it was like, what the heck is this? What, you, what do they mean they channel people? <laughs> and you know what? I put yeah. the book down for months and months and months. And it wasn't until months later that I came back to it. And I actually started adapting to, not adapting, but started understanding it a little bit more, I suppose, when I started listening to their YouTube channels, uh, mm. you know, their, their YouTube videos and stuff. And I think that that gives you a much stronger understanding rather than being thrown into the book if you're new to it, I think. Because for some people, it's like what you said, like you were trying to pick it apart. You weren't mm. quite sure about it, etc. So, um, yeah, you just immerse yourself as much as you're drawn to. I mean, that's yeah. like what you did. That's what I did. And I actually went the whole year of um, sort of listening here and there and then hoping that it would go away. And I tried hypnotherapy. And, but by June or so, uh, I could tell it wasn't. You know, it, it wasn't going. It was actually getting worse. Now I had another MRI. It was getting worse. Interestingly, we went to our first uh, Abraham workshop. Yeah. It was in Chicago, which is five hours the other direction from here. And so we drove there, and I was I was in bad state, headaches, and uh, I, it just because it was pressing against the brainstem. And, but Abraham's energy was so interesting. When when I was, my wife said, "Do you want to go and lay down in the hotel room?" And said, "No, no, don't do that." The next person in the hot seat was a lady with a son with a brain tumor. <laughs> and so uh -huh. <laughs> I went into that, and then and so I was kind of perked up and. And then somebody else came along and it had nothing to do with brain tumor, but I, I actually saw over Abraham, over Esther's head, I saw what could only be Abraham. I actually saw like clouds of consciousness. And then these words, <laughs> it's, like I'm, it's like I'm thinking back about it, how profound it was for me at the time, the golden letters almost that said, uh, in your pain, you still must remain in hopefulness because that uh. disconnect. Yeah, and it was like boom. That was what I needed to hear, and That's so I was able. To, yeah, and I was able to let go of my fear of having the surgery, fear of law. I was going to die if I kept going. So I said, okay, let's have the surgery, and I got asked, and it is given. I pre-paved using Jerry's voice because I have the audio version of the um, process twenty-one, which is the how to uh, restore your body to natural health. And I'll play that every night, over and over and over again. And by the time the surgery got there in September of two thousand nine. I knew it was going to be fine. My, my family was a mess, but I was like, eh, let's get this over with. Yeah. So I can get on with my life. And then things kind of took off from there. And you did go and have the surgery then? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, seven-hour so surgery. But I was up the next day, actually, because I had so prepaved the energy that uh, sometimes people, when they pull the balance and they're about, they're gone for weeks. They can't even get up. Yeah. It all worked That's out amazing. perfectly. And yeah. So That's amazing. So did you lose the hearing in one of your ears yeah. then? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's actually what led to the intuitive side of me starting to kick in. Wow. Yeah. That's I didn't amazing. know it at the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't appreciate, appreciate losing the hearing, of course, but, but I had this new lease on life that, you know, you get near death. You doesn't have to get too close to death, <laughs> yeah. you know, to get your attention. 
And interestingly, so then that started to develop and we, we've actually been on a number of these Abraham cruises and a couple of years later, um, I've been in the hot seat a number of times. with. Abraham. I was going to ask you about that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm so like, like now I get it. Like now I'm on board. I want to know everything. Yeah. I, I get this. So tell me everything. So I, I, I think it was uh, Panama we, we were going to and um, I just, I wanted to know, can I get my hearing back? And so my energy was so strong that I, pulled me out of the audience and and basically they said um you can grow another arm if yeah. you you know if you believe it enough it's just that's very hard to do and they said for you it would be best to just get off the subject because every time you think about it you're going to think about that it's not there and you're going to try to heal it yourself and you can't do that so that's been my um now i don't care because the intuitive side now has picked up so if somebody's over here talking i know it I don't have to hear them. I can sense the energy is there. And so that, the, that led into the other aspects like coaching and so forth. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, these things, they always happen for a reason. We know that everything in divine timing, all the synchronicities that occur throughout our lives, and we don't realize at the time. And then when we look back with a clearer, you know, with more clarity, we can see well, there's a, there was a reason for that. And that's because, probably because it was your path and now you're able to help more people with your intuition. Uh, I mean, it's just amazing, really, the way things unfold, isn't it? Yes, it's so lovely. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you for sharing that with us. Mm -hmm. um, you say that you've already touched on the fact that you approach spirituality from a scientific approach, doing your own research and diving into your own first-hand experiences so that you can clarify and refine your own higher connection. So you've already touched on that a little bit, but would you like to talk a little bit more about, you know, coming at spirituality from a more scientific approach? Sure. So I would, I would qualify that by saying um, my journey had to start with the scientific approach. And although I'm still very scientifically minded, um, science actually, science has uh, limitations that I didn't know were there in the earlier part of my life. Okay. And, and that's because uh, science is created like everything by us. It's right. It's like even the laws of physics themselves in the third dimensional time space reality that we live in, were still created by consciousness mm -hmm. at a broader level. And so it's helped me to say, okay, I want to see the, the practical logical side of things. Like law of attraction is just vibrational resonance. It's just physics. You vibrate this and other things that vibrate the same frequency, they coalesce with you. It's just, exactly. that's law of attraction, right? It's, yeah. And so to me, it's, it's logical and practical in that sense, but to tune into it, you can't, you can't um, create a formula and give it to somebody else and say, here's how you should do it. All you can do is explain how it works and then they have yeah. to find the guidance within themselves. And that was the part I had to really let go of mm. that need to prove that here's how things work. And, and I'm right because that's the way I grew up. There was a lot of, a lot of punishment. If I wasn't right, there's was a lot of shaming if I didn't have the right answers. So I got that mindset. So I've had to let all that go and just become become okay with whatever happens and know that I'm creating it in my own experience. So that it's like letting go of the scientific aspect uh, to some degree, still the logical, practical, and it's got to feel good to Kevin, right? Yeah. That's been the biggest journey going into to caring more about how I feel, like Abraham says, every waking moment and, and less about what my brain is trying to tell me. And then when I do that, then things like this beautiful interview here show up and other opportunities show up. 
Yeah, yeah. It's a work in progress. People, person, people, um, places, things, and circumstances will show up for you when you are in tune. Isn't that right? Yeah. We get ourselves into alignment and we just go with our emotions and, and keep track of them and connect with our inner being all the time. Yeah. Yes. It's a journey. And the interesting thing is how many of us on the planet uh, don't they're just not yet tuned in. They don't put, just like I did, did not put value on that the emotional state is everything. And yeah. they're so disconnected from the feeling part that they're, they've lost their way. And that's why people like you, know, you and me are here to find it within ourselves and then become it and then share it with those who are ready. Yeah, exactly. And those who are ready, isn't that the key? Because not everybody is ready yet to listen. That's okay. It's okay though. Yeah, it's okay. They will find us or we will show up for them when they're ready. Yeah, that's right. Or they'll find whatever their path is and it's okay. They don't have to be on our path. That was a big thing for me to let go of as well. You know, my, the early part of me is like, I got to fix the world because the world's broken. You know, Abraham says, uh, no, the world's not broken. Everything is exactly how we intended it to be. And we're getting the experiences that we wanted before we came in here. And so you got to let that be. Otherwise, you pull yourself into their stuff and you lose your own alignment. And exactly. Then yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Good point. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, we didn't come to fix a broken world. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you've been impacted by Abraham, but you've also been impacted by Wayne Dyer, Daryl Anka, who channels Bashar, um, Wendy Kennedy, who channels the Nine D Palladian Collective, Ina Lucas, who channels the Alchemists, and yeah. Daniel Scratton, who channels the Arcturian Council. Mm. Well, I, for one, haven't heard of a lot of these people. I have heard of Bashar. Um, I've heard of Palladians. I'm not sure whether I believe in them or not, if I'm honest. Um, okay. I've not heard of the Arcturian Council. So would you like to tell us a little bit about them so that you know people can, can hear about them? Sure, <clears throat> sure. So... Uh, the specifics of these various consciousness, streams of consciousness is really not that important. It is for the human, like we, we need names and we need locations yeah. and entities and where are you from. And when you move out of the third dimension up to the fourth, and we're, we're actually fourth dimensional because we do have, uh, we're, we are higher vibrational than just third dimensional, but fifth dimensional is where our our inner being is. That's where our higher self is. That's the part of us that is flowing back down into the third dimension. When you move up to the fifth dimension and above, it, there's location, time and space don't exist. Those are constructs that we created in the third dimension to have this platform of separation so that we could explore. When you get into the higher consciousness, higher dimensional realms, that separation doesn't exist. So they're just streams of energy, they're streams of consciousness, and they're just different frequencies. And that's why a channel like Esther Hicks, when she felt around and she was in that um, meditative state, she, she then connected with the frequency that matched her and that became, that's the Abraham Collective. So mm -hmm. that, of the infinite stream of all consciousness, she tuned into that frequency and that's who she brings through. Yeah. But even so, she, you'll hear in, and she, they talk about this sometimes, that if a question is sort of generic and it doesn't have much power, the energy isn't very strong coming through Esther. So a small part of the Abraham Collective is coming through. But when it's a really powerful question that a lot of the Abraham Collective has an opinion on, then the energy just flows massively and you can feel the strength and the power. Yeah. So it, it's always a stream that's infinitely variable. 
So all these different beings, these different consciousnesses are simply different aspects of the, the higher consciousness realm. There are different manifestations that different people can tune into. I'm curious about it because I'm, I'm just fascinated by the channeling process. Sure. The, right, the connection. In fact, all the workshops we do and the programs and everything are now about tuning into intuition, which then leads into uh, mediumship, channeling, and other things if they wanted to. Yeah. <clears throat> So these are just different people who have found different, they've found that opening within themselves and they've found what resonates, what beings resonate with them. And from the earlier perspective, before we came into the body, then um, we had a pre, pre-birth agreements with yes. the people that we rendezvous in the consciousness. So we're all Pleiadian, we're all Arcturian, we're all Syrian, you know, Earth is a hybrid race. We're, we're, we were, we're part of a broader collective. So this is just the reconnecting of that in different ways. Yeah, amazing. Well, no, I mean, I totally believe in channeling and I totally believe obviously in Abraham and a lot of them. But I remember somebody telling me before, and I haven't done my own research on it because I'm too busy, but that Palladians were like these blue smurf creatures. <laughs> well, they, that's kind of my understanding. I'm a little bit off and a little bit skeptical with the Palladians. Well, you have to, so, so the connection that, that might help, and, and everybody's journey doesn't matter where you go, right? It's what feels good to you. Yeah. So I, I never try to convince anybody that anything exists. If, if it calls to you and you're curious, then there's plenty of information. And, and eventually you might actually find that, that you're, you have a tuning to Pleiadian consciousness. Yeah. And you might actually tune into it and re- receive your own messages. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> well, it's, it's more likely than you think. Yeah. I, that's one of the things I now do. I've developed over the last three years when I worked with Ina Lucas, she was early on in channeling and I helped her to with her business side of things and and bring her in front of groups and uh, using Zoom and so forth. And I've really become now fascinated with how to help people actually become a channel. And so I'm I'm working with a couple right now of people and one lady just started, um, she went to an Abraham workshop in Asheville like three weeks ago, four weeks ago and said, I've got to do that. My sister was there she introduced me. So she hired me on the spot and, and she's now cha- full blown channeling. Like it's like, she's, she's giving me right. answers that give me yeah. chills. Yeah. So uh, how so, do you teach people to channel then? Well, I don't get into the, the actual. Yeah. And that's a good question. Um, it, what I've learned is I, I can't teach them anything. <clears throat> okay. It's part of the coaching modality that the ICF international coach federation is very strict about and actually helped me to find my place. I am a teacher. It's part of, you can hear me teaching right now. It just comes out of me. Yeah. But the other part of me is the coach. And in, in the ICF coaching modality, I cannot be on your playing field and I cannot give you advice and I cannot direct you in any way because uh, the, even though they may not have known what you and I know, it's been around about 30 years, this coaching process, they did know law of attraction. And the only way that you ever find your own way is to connect with your own inner being. Uh-huh. There's no other guidance other than your spiritual connection. And so the coaching modality helps me to help the person find their way back home. Okay. And it turns out that the more way back home you find, <laughs> the yeah. more you open up the stream, then you can actually connect with any consciousness that's in your frequency range. So yeah. I just coach them around their, their own obstacles and blocks. And then I also know how to ask powerful questions in terms of channeling. If they're very close to bringing through consciousness, I know how to inspire that like i know how to pull that through them so that yeah it's just just one of the gifts that i personally you know somehow evolved to and i love i just love it it's better than anything i've ever done 
Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, because I would, I would like to channel more. I mean, I do channel sometimes when I'm doing my lives, but it's, it, it's like that. It's like a block of thoughts, but, you know, it happens. But yeah. not to the extent that I want it to. So, um, well, so it sounds like we're going to have another conversation. Sometime. Further down the line, we might be having some more conversations. Yay, I would love that. <laughs> I have, um, I've done a friend of mine. Uh, she's also a friend of Jason Stevenson, Christina Hill. She channels Othella who okay. is an angelic being and she actually has like a little free mini course on how to channel and you know so I understand the whole process of, of it all etc etc but um yeah she has a, a, a more developed course further down but yeah. I've, I've just been so busy I, <laughs> I haven't time at the minute you know we're all leading these busy leading edge lives helping mm -hmm. to co-create and inspire people that you know sometimes oh. Hopefully having some fun in there. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Always having fun, loving it. But yeah. sometimes things get a little bit put on hold. But everything does happen in divine timing. And, you know, maybe there's a reason that I didn't go further with that particular yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. So, Perfect timing. You, you never know. <laughs> you never know. So, um, so you lost your hearing and your balance as well on the right side. What does that mean for your balance? Well, that's an interesting little bit of that story. Yeah. Yeah, if, if I just suddenly lost it, uh, I would be one of those people who was in bed for six weeks because the brain would have to adapt. But again, part of the divine evolution of this uh, experience for me, law of attraction gives you exactly the reflection that you need to get you to the next step. Never any more, never any less. Just like Abraham said that story where uh, Jerry and Esther were coming up to a train track or something and didn't know that the train was coming. and and suddenly got this impulse, Esther said, stop, you know, and, and Jerry said, why do we get so close to the train? She, and he asked Abraham, they said, well, does it matter if a train hit you or, or missed you by an inch or a mile? It still missed you. Yeah. Right. So that was it's sort of that perfect evolution. And so what I realized was leading up to the diagnosis, which is just the point in time when they became aware that the thing was there, it had been ruining or destroying the balance on that side anyways over the course of who knows, a year. And I had noticed when I would turn suddenly, I'd get a little off balance, but I thought it was just old age or something. <laughs> well, so my brain had already adapted. Okay, yeah. It was, it, was, it was already using the left side, and balance also includes the visual acuity and muscle memory, muscle uh, acuity. So a balance system is actually pretty complex. Yeah. So losing the on the right side at that time of surgery, I had already adapted. That's amazing. Yeah, pretty cool. Just like building the intuition when I lost the hearing, uh, it, the, we, we just naturally adapt as long as we let go of the vibration which caused the thing in the first place. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, it's got to manifest somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah, because it, it will keep coming back. It'll get louder and louder, louder and louder and louder. louder. Yep. <laughs> and can I ask you, because obviously, you know, we're both law of attraction people. We both understand that, you know, our emotions create disease and pain in the body, etc. Et were you able to, you don't have to tell us what, but were you able to go back and pinpoint what you feel caused the tumor for you with your emotions? Um, I've been careful not to really do that. Okay. Uh, because I, I don't want more of it. Uh, that being said, the scientific part of me uh, and now the coaching part of me who helps other people who are in pain and, and other things, and usually if they're in pain, they're highly empathic. Mm. Right? They just shut down the emotions. I help them bring forth the emotions, uh, as you're saying. And uh, 
and there's very seldom do we go backwards, but there are times when it's something has been so numbed, but the thoughts are still playing that sometimes we have to explore the emotional side mm -hmm. so that we can release it. And then sometimes we end up in a childhood incident, which then once they feel it, then they can release it. So I, I can tell you that it was my upbringing. It was parents, it was school, it was environment. It, it, it doesn't matter. What I do know is that and this is an interesting thing. I'm sure you're familiar with, um, or maybe you're not, the Louise Hay book. Uh, it's called You Can Heal Your Life. Yes, I am. Yeah. Right. It's got the chart of emotions versus illnesses. The back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had that book years before I got the diagnosis, but a friend of mine said, go buy it. And I bought it and I put it on the shelf. Okay. So you get the diagnosis. Okay. And then the book shows up on the shelf. So like, yeah. it's like, click. And then I opened it up. I'm like, oh, okay. Tumor is uh, holding long-standing resentment and being suddenly surprised by something not working out and then holding on to it and getting angry about it. Yeah. Cyst that the tumor was, the fluid filled, was the same diagnosis. Two different entries in the book, the same words. So I had a cystic tumor. It was that powerful. And it was in the brain. And I was a computer guy. The brain is the computer, according to Louise. So it all just like it was magical Absolutely. perfect yeah. yeah you know it's funny because it's not the first time her name and that book has come up in this podcast actually Colette Leosi who's tapping girl she's emotional freedom mm. technique she uses her book in her work I have never had the book but being a healer and both a natural energy healer and a Reiki practitioner and I learned all about that obviously and so even if I can't remember from my training something you know um specific I will go and I will I'll, I will look up the um, the connection between the emotion and the uh, issue that the person is having in their body, you know. So, yeah. I mean, it's amazing the connection that we have, you know, because I myself had spine surgery five years ago and it was about not being able to move forward and not feeling supported um, and a little bit about finances at that time. So once I addressed all those issues, um, now, I did have spine surgery and I went to a natural energy healer who then went on to train me. But if I hadn't dealt with those issues emotionally, my back would never have healed. Yeah. Um, you know, and recently now it's gone again because I actually went in and healed it myself. But I was having a few issues again with it and I knew exactly what it was. So I had to I had to deal with those so that it could heal. You know? Yes. Yeah. Good for you. So that healing yourself to me is the best the best experience that you can now bring to other people. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. It's very powerful. Yeah. So, um, so you've lost your balance and your intuitive instincts. Now I know again, you've already touched on this a little bit, have significantly grown and that you received strong guidance during your coaching sessions and group sessions. Um, would you say that you receive channelings yourself? In that sense, yes. Yeah. yeah I do. Yeah. It's, it's not um, unconscious. Like Esther is a trance channel. She goes into a trance. But for me, it's an extension of my excitement, my enthusiasm. I've just learned to find this is, a, this is actually an interesting, quick little story. Uh, I learned. Thank you, okay, thank you. I learned this process. Uh, we started a meetup group. Coming back from a. Abraham Cruz of Mediterranean, I think it was uh, 2013. And, and my wife and I on the way back, we said, you know, this is a whole lot of fun, meeting a bunch of Abraham people and hanging out and conversations. So it would be really nice if we didn't have to go to the other side of the planet to, <laughs> to do this. <laughs> right? It would be nice to have some people at home. And so um, kind of let that go. 
and uh, about three months later, a meetup group that we were part of, meetup meetup.com is a way to meet people and they, you can create your own groups. And we have it here, yeah. Do you? Okay, perfect, so you know about yeah. that. And we had joined one group and didn't like the, the moderator, but the people were really nice. And so I always got the emails. Well, the moderator disappeared, the organizer. She just dropped off the face of the earth and they said, this is going to close if somebody doesn't take it over. And I got this huge energy hit. It's like, boom, I got to take this group over. I, this is my next step. And so I clicked the button and long story short is we, we got 611 new friends. Wow, <laughs> 611. Yeah, that, they weren't, they were like 10 or were showing up at the meeting. Yeah. But so that then unfolded into doing uh, monthly meetups in front of a small group of people and uh, getting my speaking skills up and running. But I was still always, I'd have a, I'd always have a plan and I had all the agenda items I was going to talk about. And I was still kind of really clinging on to that. Well, a couple of years go by, maybe three years. And then I come across the works of Kyle Cease. Oh, and, I love Kyle Cease. Yeah. He's so funny. And, yeah. You know, and yet he's, he's so connected now. Very connected. Studied him for a while, did his 100-day meditation. And then we rented or we bought one of his weekend videos. Like he does, you know, 10 hours a day for two days or something like that in front of an audience of 1,300 people. And he doesn't plan for it. He has no script. He walks up on stage and just starts talking. And, and yeah. he's, I mean, he's channeling essentially, right? Yeah. And he pulls people out of the audience and they have the breakthroughs. And I thought, oh, my God, that's the piece that I've been missing. I'm holding on too much to the way it should be and not letting it be the way that it can be. And so I started shifting my approach, getting in front of the group and, and being afraid, but then trusting that the words that were going to come out of my mouth and the people that were in the audience were going to be the perfect match at the time. And I just needed to open up my mouth and let them pull it through me. And yeah. so that was where I really, I really dug in and learned the, the value of totally letting go in the moment and trusting that I'll get guidance if I do that. Like even right now in this conversation, I'm feeling a channeling energy coming through because you have, you have a, you're a really good interviewer. You have a deep curiosity. We're on the same frequency. And I can, I can just open up and I feel really good. And I appreciate oh. you for allowing me to do that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's a lovely energy. Yeah. 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 Especially when we haven't met before. I mean, I know we've had conversations and things like that, but it's always so nice when you meet somebody for the first time and you do kind of click. It's not awkward at all. It's like that you've already met, you know, which you probably have in a previous life. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, so amazing stuff. Thank you for sharing that story. I absolutely love Kyle Cease. I think he's mm -hmm. brilliant. Um, I haven't seen so much of him lately since his mother passed away because that was about a year ago, I think, wasn't it? He's also got a baby now. Oh, has he? Yeah, I haven't seen so much of him lately, but um, yeah, I love his work. He's very funny and like definitely channels for sure. Yeah. 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 So I'd like to um, touch on the fact that your lovely wife, Suzanne, who um, is going to be an interviewee on the, on the show, I guess mm -hmm. I should say, on the show um, later on this month, um, which I'm really looking forward to meeting her also. I'd just like to say um, congratulations, because I know, and, and maybe you could just talk a little bit about it. Don't steal her thunder, but maybe we could <laughs> on her book. I couldn't <laughs> steal her thunder. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know she'll want to talk about it too, but, you sure. know, um, I know that she's just had her book published, which is fantastic. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Well, she, she, a couple of years ago, she, um, she'll tell you the story, uh, published it on Kindle at first. She found a, a person who would trade coaching services with her, actually in the UK, interestingly. 
and okay. so got the editing done and, and got it up on Kindle and and it, it wasn't it wasn't nearly what she wanted and so then the la then she's been continuing to work on it and really put in a lot of lot of hard effort rearranging and feeling into it and then I I did the because I'm pretty good with editing I did the final edit and uh, put the law of attraction principles all together it was like 36 principles that interlink with her life story so she she'll explain some of these really important pivotal moments and then how law of attraction ties into it and so it's a really it's a it's sort of a yeah it's a teaching story and she's a good storyteller it's just natural so the the book people have been telling us that they don't put the book down they start reading it and then four hours later they're done and they never stop because she, i mean she's just a very compelling writer and the material is really uh, resonant so that just came out in uh just a, well, I think January is when we got the first shipment, and so we're we're now we keep ordering you know another shipment, and she's doing the book signings and really having a good time. I'm yeah. so excited for you both. What's the book called again? Stepping into a life of joy. That's right. Yeah. Oh, what a lovely title. And that's the website too. Steppingintoalifeofjoy.com. Fantastic. That's both of your websites, or her? And that actually goes right to Amazon. Uh, okay. And that's where you buy the book. But our website is personalsuccessprograms.com. Lovely. Lovely. Everything, you can get to everything about us there. Yeah. So, yeah, actually, I was just going to talk to you about that because you have, you've already talked about the fact that you have workshops, groups, and programs where you live, and you're increasingly influenced by the wonderful people that you are meeting through these. And you've already spoken a little bit about that. But I completely agree. The people who are on the same path at a, path as us who come to learn but also as I said to you end up kind of teaching us as well unbeknownst to them and unbeknownst to us before we even meet because we are on this path of co-creation um, so would you like to tell the listeners how often first of all where you are in the world which would be really important I guess but how often these workshops you know workshops groups and programs are that you teach and you know, where people can find you for all your services, you know, mm -hmm. to help people to channel um, everything that you do. So if you, I know you've just given your website there, but if you want to tell us the other stuff that you need to tell us. Sure, about. sure. So uh, this has been an interesting evolution. We started the company 10 years ago as a part-time thing. So Suzanne actually could explore doing her own workshops and then I came on board. Uh, <laughs> But I, we didn't really, uh, I left IT, the IT world, I had an IT company for many years uh, in computers uh, just three and a half years ago. So yeah. it's been sort of like starting anew. Uh, so these workshops we hold um, in our area, which is uh, the city of Novi, Michigan, which is just outside of Detroit, we're in the U.S., Eastern uh, time zone. Uh, we've done some things online. Uh, these workshops that we're doing um, are about exploring intuition. We have longer programs. I have one that I just finished up called Develop Your Intuition, which is an eight-week program, which does what we were just talking about. Right. From the, the budding part of, you know, just having some awareness to all the way through the personal blocks and into uh, being able to connect with whether it's channeling or some people have medium readings or whatever or nothing, you know, whatever their, their journey is to be. That one I'm going to, uh, I have plans to take online uh, sometime, hopefully later in the year, so that we can do like a Zoom session, but for anybody in the world. But the long-term plan is to is to move more into uh, Zoom sessions, yeah. and so that we can reach the audience. I have uh, the, another part of that which I do want to add in here is that um, one of my big epiphanies was six months ago, and I won't go into the story why, but I, that's when I realized that the Light Worker Intuitive. Kind of you want. 
Well, uh, I'll just say that I had some experiences where that leftover tumor energy from 10 years ago was still, there were still little threads of it that, that showed up. And I had experiences that with uh, actually somebody I was channel, I was helping them to step into channeling in front of a group. It was about a year ago. And, uh, and we moved very fast. We did, we, in three months, we, we had a whole business running and she was full blown channeling in front of people. And we had done four workshops already. It's like, this just boom came together. And then she kind of went off on the deep end. She was a very, very controlling energy and, and she just couldn't, she couldn't let go and be a partner. And so she actually took off and uh, it, which was really traumatic to me. But then I thought, this is the same energy. It's the same energy. Something suddenly happening and I get in, taken advantage of, quote unquote, I created yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to have that. And then there were two more over the summer I worked with, which was, I, I was they weren't nearly as intense, but then that ended in the fall. Both of them ended in the fall a little abruptly. And I thought, okay, I get it. I finally get it. I'm supposed to follow my path. I can help other people, but I, I was giving away too much of my alignment in the process of partnering with other people. Mm. And if they didn't like a direction we were going in, well, I'd defer to them and then I'm out of alignment. And then I'm not giving the full of me. And I, it's just like, it finally, I had to be hit three times last year with that experience before I finally got it. And so as soon as I owned that, I said, I'm going to step into this full blown you know, this is what my passion is, working with light workers and intuitive community is who I'm supposed to be working with. Then the, the word light worker exchange popped into my mind, light worker X change. And yeah. I had to create a community right on the spot. And I created a light worker exchange meetup group for the area so that light workers who are in this vulnerable uh, introverted state because they've been traumatized, but their gifts want to come online, they're in pain sometimes, can find each other. And that became the passion that started driving the, all these workshops. Yeah. And, and so a whole organization has unfolded in my mind around helping the lightworker community. And I had gotten a download years earlier when I was under coach training, when I had to do a vision board for my coach training. And I had the word, the words uplift a million people show up it, just as I was creating the board. I thought, well, that's weird. That's way too wild for me. Like, you know, I can't even fathom a million people. <laughs> you don't then, need to. Well, uh, right, but the logical brain wants to, and so yeah. rejected it. But then that all came back in the, like it all flew together. Like all the pieces of me, the technical, the scientific, the uh, coach, the teacher, the uplifter, all came together in working with light workers at that one time. It's like I, I, the last piece of major resistance went away. And so that idea of uplifting a million people now becomes feasible. Yeah. I mean, there's eight, 8 billion of them in the world. Yeah. Right? And whether I ever touch anywhere near a million people or not is irrelevant. It's an inspiration. So I printed out, I found on the internet, a picture of a million people. It was, it was actually a presidential Obama's, uh, uh, one of his spe speeches or something. And so I've got that and several other pictures. And I can just look at that and I can think, wow, every one of those is, could be a light worker. It could be an yeah. intuitive. And if we touch even a few of those, they go and touch all the people they're meant to touch. And then now we can get to a million people. Exactly. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that was the un unfolding of that. And now we're doing work, the one day workshops, like we have an explore your intuition, one day workshop coming up on May 19th. Again, that's in this area. And then the uh, other workshops, my wife is now going to do a workshop or an eight, uh, six week program based on her book. She's had women come to her, say, I read the book. I want more. So now she's doing one called happiness. Now that starts on May 14th. Mm 
And so she'll be doing a private group of women in that. And then lightworkerexchange.com is where you can find the Lightworker uh, information. And of course, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching for people who are stepping into it, but uh, I don't do too many of those because I'm kind of working on the, like you, like you, I'm busy now with, with kind of moving with the broader, uh, the broader picture, so to speak. Yes, yeah, yeah. It can be hard sometimes to fit in one-to-ones. Yeah, for sure. Because it does take up a lot of time as well. It's very rewarding, though. I, I, that's why I will always have, I think, a few one-to-one -one coaching clients. I have got one this evening, actually. Do you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you probably get a lot of, lot of juice, a lot of energy yeah. from that. Yeah. 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 It's good to be able to help people, isn't it? You know, especially one-on-one, -on -one, you know. Um, yeah. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. So um, uh, thank you very much for sharing all of that with us. Have you got anything else that you would like the listeners to, to know before we go? Uh, I would say you're here for a reason. Uh, don't undervalue yourself. Uh, find a way. Find your coach. Find your connection. Uh, there's millions of us out here. You're not alone. Just reach out. Look at more of uh, Allie's videos here and start to get your energy back and uh, find your tribe. And uh, life just starts from that point. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Kevin, for being here mm -hmm. with me today. I've really enjoyed it. And thank you for sharing your story. And again, do you want to just mention your website in case the listeners missed it? Before we leave? Sure. Thank you. It's personal success programs, plural.com. And everything about us you can find there. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Kevin. Namaste for now. My pleasure. Namaste, Ellie. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks to the listeners for watching. We'll see you on the next episode.